Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Show Podcast. It is Wednesday, January 19th. The divisional round of the playoffs is set. Kind of an underwhelming wild card weekend. I don't know about you guys, but I was all prepared to sit down and watch football. And we did. Don't get me wrong. We, we watched all the games. <laughs> we did. But, I don't know. Not, not the most exciting wild card round we've ever had. No. You, no. Not at all. <laughs> do you think it... Do you guys think it has something... There's a bunch of people saying, Oh, it's because we added the seventh seed... The, these games, like the seventh seeds don't belong, or which this year didn't help with Philly and Pittsburgh being the seven seeds, um, or maybe like the one more week. I don't know. Do you, do you guys think it's just a bad week, or do you think maybe the seventh seed is too much? I don't know. I don't know if it's too much. I don't know. Like there, there was blowout games, like for instance, like Patriots Bills. I didn't expect that to be a right. at all. Right. So like that, I don't want to say it was like a like a fluke or like a unicorn, but that might just be the difference between six seed with the Patriots. The difference between yeah, the, between a three seed and a six seed might just be thirty points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they keep the seven seed for now, but I mean, the Colts last year was Colts and Bills. I remember the Colts played them pretty good. That's right. Like, that's right. There, you know, can be some good games here and there with that. I think it's worthwhile, but in this particular instance, I don't think it helped a whole lot with that. But, I mean, all the other games that weren't two versus seven weren't really, you know, besides Niners and uh, Cowboys, just kind of underwhelmed. And I'm not really sure what what the result of that was. Just kind of, you know, one team, you know, moving in the right direction at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is always going to be a conversation when most of the favorites win in a weekend. So it just it makes it boring. But um, I think the seventh seed, I think it helps week 18 in the NFL because it makes the teams that are still good still try in the last week because they want that first seed now because the first seed is so coveted with the with the bye week. So I think the seventh seed helps that situation. But it's going to be like this where it's the two seed versus the seventh seed just to beat down every time. It's that's an interesting. It's going to be interesting in five years to see how many one seeds from each conference have made it to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. because like you said, Brandon, they they're all still vying for that one. That they're only playing for one seed, so it's pretty rare that that team is going to have the one seed locked up going into the final week of the season. I think it was just the Packers just the this Packers. year, right? And so I'm thinking last year was the first year of it. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs were the one seed and they got to the Super Bowl. I weren't the Packers the yeah, one seed last year Packers, too. Yeah. So so they're one for two so far. And it'll be interesting to see if it's another what it's like in five years to see how many if, if this buy plays as big of an impact as some people make it out to be. There's a very loud dog barking. I wonder if people can hear it. It's barking the other night and I don't ever remember hearing a dog bark at nights. So. Me neither. Huh. All right, we're going to recap the games. We'll do stock up, stock down, and then we'll preview, give our picks. We did really well. Combined 22-2 and two in our 24 picks, straight, uh, straight up, um, against the spread. Here, I will – I'll find who are – pretty sure there's a lot – why do you have to sip it so loud? You're so loud at sipping, Eli. Poor <laughs> 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 It wasn't even that loud. I bet people <laughs> probably not. I bet people haven't heard it, and they but they're were, gonna go back and listen and see if they can't hear it. 
And they're probably back now. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said 22-2. and two. What was the game? There was one game that we were split on. Raiders. Raiders. Raiders-Bengals. That was it. Yeah. Everything else we were yeah. in agreement Ex- on. Yeah, that's right. There are four people tied for the lead in our uh, pick pool against the spread on Yahoo. Two of them are in this room, actually. Brandon and Eli were both five for six. Eli missed the Eagles. Brandon missed the Raiders. And then Reed Morgan missed the Patriots. And Terrell, who we give a lot of crap for not knowing his football, only missed the Cowboys. Good job, Terrell. Proud of you. Terrell. Um, all right. Let's get into the recap. We'll start with the first game. The Bengals, 26-19 to win over the Raiders. I think this game will forever, at least for Raiders fans, go down in history as the whistle game because of the... I don't know. What is your guys' thought about about the whistle, Brandon? Do you want to you want to start on this one? Because I know you were rooting for the for the Raiders. I wasn't hard. for the Raiders. You know, I got family members that are big Raiders fans, so it's just it's tough because the NFL. I mean, when you got written rules, you got written rules, and the rule is if the whistle's blown, then is it is if it's an inadvertent whistle, which that was definitely whistled during the play, um, that it's just a redown or replay of the down and. When the NFL doesn't follow the rules they have written in, it's just it gets tough. It gets really tough to, um, especially for the fans that lost. I would think. You know, if it goes the other way, obviously we're all feeling for Bengals fans. It's so it's any team that's out there. It's just it's just it's like they had a chance to review the play, or they had a chance to review the play, and they did, and they said, "Oh, Joe Burrow's in bounds." But the and then after the game, they say the whistle came after the play, which yeah. we all know it doesn't. And it's like it's like they're trying to cover their butts, but. When it comes down to written rules, it's written rules. So if they're not going to follow them, then why the hell are they there, you know? So Yeah. The only thing, I, I've watched it a bunch of times. The more I watch it, the more I feel like it was probably going to be a touchdown anyways. Um, I mean, they, like like you said, Brandon, if they're, they should have reviewed it and called it off because that is the rule. But for people saying that, I don't think the Raiders players stopped. Like, no, no. It, the ball was almost in his hands when the whistle blew. Yeah. So. He was already open. Yeah. He was already getting ready to make the catch. Yeah. And what are you going to do? I didn't th- I didn't think the Raiders played that great either. And they still had a chance to win the game. Um, a lot of penalties. I think I'm not going to, we're not going to do a full mailbag section because most of these questions we can just answer during the, the recap. And I believe one of them in the mailbag was, let me see if I can find it. It was something like Alex Leatherwood single-handedly lost this game. And it was just like the entire Raiders offensive line, if there wasn't a sack or any, like it was a hold, like almost on cue. So I don't know, tough one for the Raiders. I saw a report today that the Raiders are, or that Jim Harbaugh is, will, I don't know if it was strongly consider or almost will accept the offer of the Raiders' job if they offer it to him. Uh-huh. Did you guys? I yeah, I did. So I think it's PFF that reported that. I mean, to to go to a playoff team, you know, with those offensive weapons, like, I mean, that's hard to turn down, even if you have a really good college position. So I can see, I can totally see it happening if the Raiders wanted to go in that direction. Yeah, this is something maybe I should should have asked our Raiders fans in the audience because we have some outspoken ones, but. R- Basicia or Harbaugh will be an interesting debate for the fans because I think Basicia has been like kind of the crowd favorite, the players favorite, but it's pretty hard not to. I mean, Harbaugh would be 
I'd be pretty excited to get Harbaugh. I don't know, Brandon, you've had Harbaugh as your coach. Yeah, I think he's a stand-up guy. I mean, his time in SF was, I mean, it was good and it was bad at the same time. So, I mean, I don't really have, I don't, I don't hate the guy, I don't love the guy. Yeah. Kind of just pretty neutral for me, but yeah, it's a tough, tough situation in Las Vegas. Do you guys think Derek Carr is the starter next season for the Raiders? I hope so. I think so. I think so. I think he is. Because he made the statement, like, basically saying, like, it depends on who the coach is. Yeah, something like that. Like, do you think he... Reports are he wants Pasekia. He wants Pasekia? That makes sense. I mean, they've been... Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. That picture of him, Basikia, writing letters to every player of the Ra- on the Raiders after the loss, that's so cool. I I hope... I really hope they hire Basikia. Yeah, I hope so, too. And as, like, the as an owner or GM or whoever goes about the hiring process, like, it's tough to... It's tough to justify watching that performance in, like, a playoff game. And he is only an interim coach, so, like, what are the ties or whatever. So, like, it'd be easy for them to be like, well, Harbaugh's kind of like a hot commodity as far as coaches go. But, um, yeah, I I hope they, stay, they stick with Pisakia. But um, I think I think it was this morning um, or today, Colin was talking about him. When Pisakia got called for the interview, he was like, this seems more like an exit interview. Like, it sounded like a lot of people were... Really? Yeah, that's that's just what Colin was saying. So, I don't, I don't know why he said that, but... Colin also throws he, out stuff. That's so. the thing. Is he, he probably is just like staking his bet or whatever. And then yeah. if Pisaki gets fired, he'll be like, well, I called it. So, <laughs> I don't True. know. But, but All I, right. I, I think Carr stays. Anything else on the Raiders? We'll do maybe more of a deep dive on the Raiders this off, or as we get into the off season. But first blowout of the wild card weekend was Saturday night. As Eli mentioned before, I was not expecting a blowout like this. Um, the Bills killed the Patriots. 47-17 was the final. <laughs> it wasn't even that close. <laughs> like, it wasn't even 30 points close. Everyone's going to talk about You've probably heard this stat before, but uh, Josh Allen was 21 for 25. So four incompletions. He had five touchdowns. <clears throat> I love when that happened. That's usually a college stat, too. You, the college quarterback usually has more touchdowns than incompletions. But Josh Allen, and then the Bills played the perfect game. That's the stat you're going to hear a lot that they did not punt, kick a field goal, turn the ball over. The only time their drives did not end in a touchdown was on the last drive when they needed out with Mr. Trubisky, too. So, I, I don't know. I don't even know where to go for this. Um, are we, I mean, Patriots, do we want to look at through the Patriots first? Like, yeah. what happened? What happened to the Patriots? I have no idea. I mean, well... I- we talked about it. The Bills, like, their recipe to win was to get up early, like, to get ahead. And that's exactly what they did. And exactly what we've been saying happened is, like, we know Mac's not going to be able to bring the team back up from a deficit. Like, he's not going to be able to keep up with Josh yeah. Allen if Josh Allen gets hot. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and so I think, I think part of it is, like, intrinsically, I don't think the Patriots are 30 points worse than the Bills. I think it's the last two times, like, it's sort of, it was the third game of the rivalry. They, they've been low-scoring affairs. They've been tough games. And I think the Bills were like, we're not, we're not going to let, because both of the games, even though the Patriots lost the second one, um, like, the Bills want to just put up a bunch of points. And even then, they didn't put up a ton of points. So the Bills kind of, I think they just wanted to 
go in there and take the steering wheel. Um, and the Patriots didn't, just didn't have a choice. And so I'm not – like, for the Patriots, I'm not even super worried. I just think sort of the biggest thing for them going forward is just um, – it's just Mac Jones. Like, I don't think right. he's bad. It's just this was his first season. Um, he's got some things to kind of figure out. But I think they have a pretty good run game. Um, they got two – you know, they got young – running backs that they don't have to like pay a ton of money and so um i think they have i think they have good pieces there i think they just have a little bit more work to do um but i think the bills were definitely like they see that they have a pretty good shot this year and they have to make it count yeah i mean i think the bills are playing the most balanced football that they may be able yeah. to play yeah uh offensively defensively and you know, with the Patriots, they really only have one style of winning, which is, you know, run the ball a lot and play really good defense. You don't really see them putting up 40 a whole lot unless they play the Jets. Like, that's not really their style of uh, playing. And I think when you play a team three times, like the Bills have, after that first game of, you know, playing in the snow and, you know, you throw the ball three times with the Patriots, like, I think they that was kind of their realization, especially on their O-line, that, you know, we need to get the run game going. And Devin Singletary has really taken on that role for them. And I don't know, I think they're just, they found that perfect harmony of balance that they've been looking for. And they're just trending in that right direction. The Patriots really kind of crawled to the finish line a little bit here and there. And I think that's kind of a result of both of those extremes is a 30-point win. But... I agree with Eli. I don't think there's they're probably not thirty points difference there. We saw it in the first game, mm-hmm. but the Patriots just are not a well rounded team. They have one style of play and if you can figure out that one style, games like this can happen. Yeah. Once Buffalo got up fourteen nothing this game and the Patriots recipe was completely out the door. So It's funny too. Like you've been hearing most of the year that the Patriots this it was kind of I think next year is more the year that they thought they were gonna be good. With a year under Max Belt and the Max Belt, and then they signed all these free agents. So there's a pretty new team this year from what they had last year. I would not be surprised, however, though, if at the end of next season, if it's a similar result, I think that might be Bill's last. Mm-hmm. I think that might be when he calls it quits. If they make it to the playoffs again and have an early exit, and that that's kind of when he's probably like, man, I I tried to revamp the whole. Patriot way thing and we just don't have the guys to do it anymore and maybe Mac will be a fine quarterback down the road but he's not Tom Brady and it's really tough to win and he'll be like what 74 by then or something like that I mean I don't know that's just that's just pretty old and yeah I, that that's more what I can see it the, the part that bothers me though is I, I, I think I just listen to a lot of podcasts where the host is a Patriots fan and they were so cocky or when they beat the Bills the first time, that mm-hmm. the 10-3 game, they were like, we're going to the Super Bowl. We are going to the Super Bowl. Patriots are back. And now they're like, yeah, no, it doesn't. we have six rings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on. Like, you don't get to pull that card. That, that annoys me. Um, but I guess that's not all Patriots fans. I don't really... That, that's, that's just the people that I listen to. So <laughs> I don't know if that really counts. Um, we'll talk about Bills maybe in a, in a little bit when we preview their game. Uh, second blowout, Buccaneers 31, Eagles 15. Jalen Hurts is really the story of this game. Um, you know, we Buccaneers 
played a great game. Tom Brady was was really good. Jalen Hurts, however, was very, very bad. Uh, his stat line is not horrendous. 23 for 43, 258, a touchdown and two picks, but the touchdown was garbage time. They didn't... Boston Scott had had one rush for 34 yards on that touchdown that he just broke through the line. No one touched him. How are you guys viewing this season for the Eagles? Is it something that you're... Because it's they're such a weird team because they, it's, it's a first-year head coach with a quarterback that I don't really think anyone believes is a true franchise quarterback. And they have three first-round picks in the top 20 in this upcoming draft. Are you scrapping at all and kind of just saying we were the seven seed that barely snuck in, we did not beat any playoff teams? Or are you like, no, we made the playoffs, we're let's 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 build on this and I, I mean yeah, they're hoping to make the playoffs again next year, but I don't know. How how are we viewing the season for the Eagles? They gotta scrap it. They gotta scrap it. I mean, we saw how far off they were. They weren't even close. And I I mean for this year is definitely a win, but I think they would have rather had this season next season. Right. And had a higher draft pick, able to build off that because now you got half the fan base built or sold on Jalen Hurts. You got half the fan base not, and I don't know any Eagles fan that actually thinks they had a chance this year. It's like, come on, like you guys are you guys didn't beat a playoff team. You guys got four free wins in your division. It's just uh, this, but overall the season's still a win. I think for them. I mean, I don't think any of any of us thought the Eagles would be the seventh seed this year. So, yeah, I. <clears throat> I'm with Brandon. I think just scrap it. Like, personally, they should count themselves pretty lucky that they got in the playoffs. Like, they're just in a pretty crummy division, and, yeah, like, it's no secret. They didn't beat any playoff teams. Um, but, yeah, they get three three first-round draft picks. It's tough because, yeah, like you said, half the fan base is sold on Hurts, half of them isn't. So, like, they're most likely not going to go out and try to get a quarterback, at least not this year. But they could get some good pieces, tank next year, get a really good pick, then following and then maybe get a better quarterback and let Hurts go or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know how to think of this team. Like, like they were the number one rushing offense in the NFL, and I think part of that is just because just trying not to make Jalen throw a ton and then him having to throw 43 times is not, is not the recipe. They remind me of that NBA team that sneaks into the playoffs as, like, an eight seed that – tries really hard during the regular season because everyone knows no one gives max effort in the NBA during the regular season but they remind me of that team that plays really really tough and plays like really physical defense in the regular season and then they get to the playoffs and just get swept because they don't have the scores or the shooters or something and I don't know Matthew yeah I mean I think that they're probably I not to echo what both of these two said but I think they're still a long ways away but I think they have some of the pieces that kind of made you know their Super Bowl team the way it was. I think they want to build a similar team where they have yeah. you know four running backs that can do it all. Quarterback doesn't have to have the pressure of the world on him because of that system uh, and playing really good defense and having you know three first round picks and going from there. But they're still you know probably two years away from whatever you know that peak is for them. But I mean, you look at you know four of their last wins, and it's like they're beating the Jets, they're beating the football team, the yeah. Giants. Like the football team, are gonna have a better draft pick. They have a lot of talent, despite how bad they played this year. So you're kind of like, okay, well, is the division gonna be this bad long term? <laughs> and 
you know, they have to take advantage of that if that's, you know, the route they want to go. But I think they're still, you know, two years away from whatever their peak is with or without Jalen Hurts. Is Hurts the week one starter next year? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Today they said they're sticking with him, so. I'm going to say no just to be different. I've I've seen too many of those QB1 posts that they still don't end up being the starter. So I'm going to say no just for fun, even though I don't know where they would go. So, um, uh, 49ers-Cowboys, definitely the most entertaining game of the weekend. 49ers 23-17. Let's start. Let's go. Where are you guys at on the quarterback controversy, the quarterback sneak controversy? I'm, uh, I'm assuming everyone knows what we're talking about. So, yeah, I don't. I think that the way the Niners were playing, I know they set up the, to play the sideline, which they weren't doing previous. But I mean, how easy it was! How easy it was for them to move down the field the way they were and to go away from that completely. My first thought process was: I feel like Dak should have got down about seven yards earlier than he did. And I think. If he did that, they probably would have had a second left on the clock, which they didn't. But they're just they're so disorganized, and it starts with Mike McCarthy and that team. I feel like they're just not – they weren't disciplined enough to do something like that and, you know, be able to stay calm, get to the line. Like, it, it was so Cowboys right. that they, how they played that. So I just felt like he should have just got down early. Yeah, I'm with Matthew on that. If he would have gone down a little bit earlier, they would have had that just – all they needed was probably one more second to get the spike off, and then they would have a better shot at the end zone. Yeah, and we're very hindsight 2020 in these situations. Like, I just – it's funny. Like, every time I see a Kellen Moore is interviewing for this head coaching job, all the comments are just like, QB sneak, how could you – no, please don't hire him. He ran the queen. He ran the ball. It's like – yeah, if Dak gets down a second earlier and they spike it and there's one second left and then they throw the Hail Mary, it's incomplete. No one says anything about that quarterback sneak. So that's, yeah, I, I, I think the Cowboys have a lot of problems other than that play call. So I don't know. Listening to Dak talk about it pisses me off because they go, we practice it and we practice it in practice and we went through it plenty of times and it's like, yeah, but they probably knew that it probably took a certain amount of time to run the play, but... Not everything goes as perfect it doesn't practice. And so they were like all – and then like Dak being petty towards the refs after the game. It's like yeah. you can't blame it on the refs when you guys think you can run it perfectly like you did in practice. Like it's not the play call. It just isn't at that point. Or Whether he gets down early or not, they still have a 30-yard try at the end zone. So it's like – They've also – there's no way they've practiced it against that defense that you guys are running. No, exactly. Because I've never seen that defense out there before. So there's no way they were like – hey, this defense that no one ever runs, that's what the Niners are going to do. And we're going to have no timeouts, and we're going to QB sneak it, and guess what? It only takes 13 seconds. So let's run it in the game with 14 seconds. Yeah. Like, I just don't buy that at all. And honestly, because of the formation the Niners are running, that's why I don't disagree with the QB sneak right, play. Right, exactly. Is because, what I mean, what yard line were they at like when they ran that play? Like, the 40. 40? The yeah, 40, yeah. Like, taking a shot at the 40 is pretty long, and you're not going to be able to get a quick out and out of bounds because they lined, you know, they went all the way down the sideline. So taking your taking your yards and then getting just a – getting 10 yards close to the end zone makes it a lot easier. Um, but getting a little too greedy and trying to take as many yards as you can and then losing that time, like, you know, right. obviously hindsight. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it – it's just it's very much like a 
like oh it's it's not our fault because we know that we can do this and it's and it's just that's just like a typical I don't know, like that's just the Cowboys team is like they have the flash like they have the skill they have the players but like like Matthew said they're just so disorganized um, like if they I don't know if I just feel like if that team had more brains they'd be so good because they have yeah. so many stars so many good players they just like. They just don't know what they're doing out there sometimes, it seems like. Yeah, their offense, you, you can't score 17 in a playoff game against a team that Brandon's been telling us all year. This, these, the corners suck. They, they, you can't, you cannot, I think I saw a graphic today where the Cowboys spend like far and away the most amount of their cap. It's almost $100 million they spend on their offense, which is the most out of any team. And they were number one in points per game in the regular season. You can't, this is it's inexcusable to only score 17 points in the game. So that's, that's a problem in itself. Brandon, you mentioned Dak talking about the refs. I lost a lot of respect to Dak. I've been a huge Dak fan for a long time, and that those comments made me very angry about him saying that it's okay for the fans to throw things at the ref. So if you want to say the refs are bad, go ahead. I mean, that's, that's at your own discretion. You're going to get fined, so if it's worth the money to you, do it. But when you say it's okay for your fans to throw trash at the refs, when clearly in the video put out, they are throwing trash at the rest, and then someone throws a cup straight at Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, yeah. it hits him straight in the yeah. face, and he like blocks it. Like you're like, okay, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, fans, good job. Like that's tough, man. That's a. I get that players are heated after the game, and that's a whole other conversation of interviewing people like that. But you still can't say stuff like that. Were you gonna say something? No, I yeah, I agree with you. He put up seventy like. Give him play well to win. Yeah. To sit there and be like, oh, it's because of, you know, the fact. Like, if you're a center and you go down, hand the ball to the ref. You don't put the ball on the ground, try to steal three yards, and then when the ref comes flying in, like, Dak's not even looking for him. Yeah. Like, that was on them. That's not on the friggin' ref. The ref's trying to run in and do his job. You you guys spotted three yards forward than it should have been. Like, I don't know. That's ridiculous that, you know, they're even entertaining the idea that the referees had any reason why they couldn't win this game. Yeah, and the fact that in three whole quarters of the game they only put up seven points because they only put up seventeen and ten of that was in the fourth quarter. It's so like they can't make that argument like, like oh they stole this game right. from us. Like you just did not play well enough to win the game. Without Jimmy G, they're probably not even close. I was gonna say, Brandon, what went through your mind when Jimmy G throws that pick? It was bound to happen. <laughs> it is. It happens every game. It's bound to happen, but I think our defense just played well enough this game. And when you look at the Niners, man, they've given up the most deep ball uh, pass interferences in the league, and I don't think the Cowboys tried them once. I don't think the Cowboys threw a deep ball to CD or Amari or anybody once. So. CD only had one catch. Yeah. He had three catches, two of them called back as a holding. It was pretty fun. That's but. True. Can't imagine Aaron Rodgers is going to make that same mistake. Nope. He, so. he tested us plenty of times in week three. I'm sure he'll do it again. Steelers Chiefs was Sunday night, 42-21 win for the Chiefs. It looked like this might be a game for a little bit. TJ Watt has the fumble recovery. They were kind of slowing down the Chiefs, and then uh, Mahomes just exploded. Hopefully this is Big Ben's last game. It sounds like it's going to be, but I don't know. You never know with with this guy. Um, He said I want to spend time with my kids, so I hope so. I hope so too, man. (laughs) Uh, and then I hope that Steelers do not stick. If they stick with the quarterbacks that they, if they stick with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, then Mike Tomlin deserves Coach of the Year if they win eight uh. games again. I mean, <laughs> imagine Kenny Pickett, 
Uh, Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph is your QB room. That'd be fun. Yeah. One is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything too much about this game or about the Steelers. I think we're, we're all pretty clear about the direction we want the Steelers to go and uh, haven't looked. I haven't looked too much personally into like their cap situation or their free agents. I know Juju's a free agent, and apparently he wants to come back to the Steelers. He's very bipolar towards this organization. He acts like he hates them, and then every time free agency comes around, he's like, "No, I, I actually really like it here." I don't know. I, I, I their their whole offseason is based on the quarterback position. So that's all I really have, Matthew. Yeah, they're disgusting. <laughs> I hate watching them so much. It, it literally makes me not like football. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a hot take. Yeah. They're watching with Big Ben. It's like it's like you already know the result of whatever's gonna happen. Ooh, wow! They put up twenty one points. Like they're still like I hate watching them. Run, run, it's deep ball. Run, run, deep ball. Run, run, deep ball. Or one yard pass. Yeah. It's, it's their whole offense. Yeah, and. The thing with this team is I feel like no matter who the quarterback is, like if it's one of those two guys or like if it's Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or even Kenny Pickett, like they're probably not – their record probably isn't too much different than it is now. Their defense is good enough to keep them in games. And like if they just have a quarterback that can complete a couple short passes like Big Ben, I feel like they can end up in a similar situation that they are now. And that's what's kind of... It's almost kind of painful to see the Steelers. Like, they have... They honestly have a really good team. It's just... They've been held back by Ben for the last couple of years. Um, just sort of... Like, their, their defense has been incredible. And they have pretty good receivers. It's just... It's so hard to get the yeah. receivers the ball when you have an old statue. Their old line is bad, too. They gotta yeah. get a run game. And yeah. They gotta address the line for that. Monday Night Football... Man, I really thought this was going to be a good game, but I was dead wrong. 34-11 win for the Rams over the Cardinals. The Cardinals, this was one of the most... I was was shocked that this was probably the most pathetic performance out of any game this weekend. Uh, The Cardinals... I mean, Kyler Murray was just really bad. We thought Hurts was bad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can't even... you, you can't use the D-hop excuse for this game because that does not make it better. I mean, I don't know what it is. What was that graphic that you sent us, Matthew, about Cliff Kingsbury and his... Oh, yeah. I mean, the last <laughs> last seven years of combined te- Texas Tech and Cardinals, he started off every year like 7-1, 7-0, and then every year he finishes like 1-5, 1-6, whatever. Like, he, he never... Kingsbury never coaches a team well at the end of the year ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is because then the, the people that were pro Kingsbury are taking victory laps every year around the middle of the season, and every year it's the same thing. And I, I don't know I, where where do the Cardinals go from here? Does anyone have an answer to that? Because I I have no clue what you do. I have no clue. Yeah, I... There was at one point we thought for sure they had the NFC West. Like mm-hmm. we thought it was a done deal, and they blew that, <laughs> and then obviously get their butts whooped. So I, I don't know where they go. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think I think you're running back territory here, and hope that things change. I thought it was so. The Russell was on in the fourth quarter, and they I don't know they score that one touchdown. They're down like twenty or whatever, and they're like talking to Russ, and Russ is just like. 
you know, I'd be going down the sideline right now. Like, I believe, you know, it's anything's possible. And they show Kyler, and Kyler's just sitting on the bench, looking out into space with the most <laughs> dead look on his face, while Russ is like, you know, I'd be, you know, everything's possible. And I don't know, maybe I read into it too much, but like, I think Kyler fits Cliff Kingsbury. They both don't know how to come back yeah. at all. Like, Kyler's just like, when things aren't going well, he just, sits down it's like I you know he tries but it's like we're not coming back we're screwed it's over I hate it here like I don't know it's just I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they fired Cliff and and go for know. he's like what it what like I think you're totally right Matthew I think they need to bring in someone that's like totally different than that and that challenges Kyler and then I don't know that wasn't Cliff they hired Cliff because they wanted to like groom Kyler mm. Kyler's groomed. He's 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 fine. You got to bring someone in that's gonna take him to the next level. I don't know because it, it, it's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be the same thing that we that we just saw. So I don't know. Anything more on the Cardinals, you guys? No. It's funny. I remember last year when they didn't make the playoffs. We were like, maybe they need to bring in some veterans, and and they they brought in three like huge names. They bring Watt, AJ Green, Rodney Hudson. And like same thing. It was, it was oh, we need bringing those veterans to to help your leadership and help the team late in games and help the late in the season, and just the same exact thing happens. It's it's unbelievable. All right, stock up, stock down. Introduced a segment last week. Um, I I'll start unless you guys have a pressing one you want to get to. My stock. I only have one that I can think of right now. I'm gonna keep my brain working, but my stock up. Is us the game chat because we now have a new podcast. A we'll call it a little brother. I was gonna say little sister, but that's not <laughs> little brother podcast. Um, game chat hoops. Go follow it on Instagram. It's Reed and the Cecil Boys. The Cecil Boys have I don't know if they've ever been on the podcast. They've definitely called in to the live show a bunch last year, but they will be on the podcast during Super Bowl week. Though they're gonna be on the Restart Draft Pod this year. And they are doing a college basketball show with with Reed. So if you like college hoops, check out the boys. And so that's my that's one of my stock ups this week. I don't know. Anyone else got one? Uh, stock up on my emotions about Fred Warner. Um, yeah. Thought we lost him for a while. Turns out he's got a small ankle sprain, and he'll be playing Saturday. So. There you go. Stock up. I know the whole point of this segment was to try to not talk about sports, but I have another football one. Stock up. Uh, personally, I think Cam Akers is back. Um, he didn't have an amazing game. Like, if you look at his stats, but he looked pretty good out there. And uh, I don't know. If you took him in the draft of Dynasty League, you're not terribly – you're not mad about that How pick. How do you feel, Eli? I actually feel pretty good about there that pick. I'm actually pretty excited for next season. You should be. Six months after an Achilles tear, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I am a little worried that he's just going to be taken away from me before I even get a chance to use him <laughs> just because I quickly came back. I don't want to see him get even bruised. <laughs> because I, every time every time I'm looking on my bench trying to figure out who my starters are and then I look at my eye and see Cam Akers, I just keep thinking, next year, next year, Cam Akers will be in there and he'll have a great season. Uh, stock up. Boise State basketball. Yes. In the route. It's yes. Specifically, Tyson uh, Dagenhart. The dude is unreal. <laughs> like, I was watching the game yesterday, and he had this one play where uh, we shoot a three, it goes off the side of the backboard. Dude comes running in, 
the player behind them for, I don't remember who we were playing. Uh, Air Force. <laughs> yeah, Air Force. Pushes him in the back, catches it midair, flips it up, and one. Just freaking, I don't know, he put up 19 points. The dude just, he plays like a fifth-year senior. He's, he's a, a tr- true like, freshman. True freshman. Yeah. He's a gamer. And he's, like, he is one of the biggest reasons why this team is where they are. Like, he he just does the things that nobody else wants to do. Be a good passer, play good defense, like, play hard. Like, they're just kind of a, a scrappy team. And usually they aren't that way. Usually they're kind of just, they try to be flashy, and then other teams come in that are more, like, together. Yeah. And they just get, you know, beat up. But, I mean, they play Utah State tomorrow and San Diego State, so... They got a long ways to go, but hey, Boise State basketball playing well. From where we started with this team, yeah, yeah we scoring what thirty against gross, yeah, ten percent from the three point line. Um, I was telling Eli this story, but I so I started working at the ticket office for Boise State. Um, so if you want your tickets on Tuesdays and Friday afternoons, make sure you call and ask for Jack. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> um, but I was telling Eli there were so many people that. So they're trying to get people to like buy tickets and like text the tickets to them, right? Like kind of what we do for the football games where you just click the little link and then it goes to your Apple wallet. It's the easiest thing in the entire world. But we have so many old people that come into the thing and I can't find my tickets. And then they want them printed and then they're like, oh my gosh. Then we had a guy that came in on Tuesday and he was like, I want three tickets to the Air Force game tonight. And he, like, we're like, oh, have you bought tickets off the floor? And we pull up, like, his MasterCard account, or Ticketmaster, sorry, account. And he's like, yeah, I bought tickets before, but I only pay cash every time. Always cash. Only cash. We're like, okay. Pull up his account. His account is, like, type in his name. His name isn't there. And then uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to just make an account for you because I don't find any here. Can I get your phone number? I'm not giving you my phone number. (laughs) And he just slaps $60 down. And he's like, give me three tickets. I don't care where they are. And I want them printed out. And I was like, oh my gosh. And and I'm being like trained. And then he leaves and the lady's like, I I have no clue what to do there. I just can't. Oh, it was a a mess. Some people, man. I think it's so funny because he has his phone in his hand. I'm like, yeah, if you don't think Google knows stuff about you, then... (laughs) Like, yeah, you're really going to, your life's ruined because you didn't give Ticketmaster your phone number. Like, give me a break. So maybe that's my stock down. People that don't think Google's listening to them. Yeah. (laughs) Any other, any other stock up, stock downs? I'm trying to think of a stock down, but I can't. I have to talk a little louder. I won't try too hard. (laughs) Um... I'm looking like trending on Twitter right now. Actually, stop down Dak Prescott. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, stock down. I I don't. I've never heard of this guy, but I have heard of this movie, Gaspard Ulliel. Uh, so Moon Knight. I saw a preview for that recently. I don't know. I was kind of confused by the movie. Apparently, he died in a skiing accident. That report was. Today. Wow. Well, there you go. So, stock down. Yeah, huge stock down. All right, Dave. Yeah. I mean, stock dead. (laughs) Also, stock down, down is I'm going skiing twice in the next five days. (laughs) So, good luck. I'm still going. 
<laughs> Stock up. NFL viewership. 50 million people watched the Cowboys lose to the 49ers. That's insane. 50 million. Yeah, All right, divisional preview. We'll give our picks. Preview each game. First game on Saturday, CBS 130 Pacific is Bengals at Titans. It's crazy that one of these two teams is going to be playing for the AFC Championship. I Charles Davis is calling this game again. That's in stock down is Charles Davis calling playoff <laughs> games. My goodness, I hate that guy's voice. Tennessee is three and a half point favorites. I think the key to this game for me, I'll start for what does each team need to do to win. If, if Derrick Henry is 100%, the Titans are going to, the Bengals are going to have a tough time stopping them. So that is, uh, <laughs> I, I have no clue. This game is so weird because I just have no clue what Derrick Henry is going to be like. So that's my expert analysis on this one. Yeah, that's where I'm split too. Um, Henry plays, I got Titans. Henry doesn't play, I got Bengals. Um, Titans are going to be at home, and I think that having an influx of Derrick Henry is going to get that crowd going. I think it's going to get that team going. And I think they control this game uh, with time possession and hand it off to their MVP. Yeah, I think with the Bengals, they need to be explosive. They kind of got lucky here and there that the Raiders, every time anything good happened, penalty (laughs) right away. And I think that they're not going to get as lucky in this game. And I think offensively, they need to have some big plays. I don't. I think that the Titans have enough defensively to, you know, where if it's a 15-play drive, I think the Titans can get off the field. Uh, but, you know, and for the Titans, I think that, you know, as you mentioned, Derrick Henry, you know, they have to be able to, you know, move the chains and keep the ball out of Ryan Tannehill's hands on, like, third and, you know, nine plays. I think that's where they get into trouble. He's throwing 14 picks this year, and you do not want the game to be in his hands. You know, have to win a shootout against Joe Burrow. Um, Yeah, I mean, the recipe, so like kind of looking back to like when the Bills and Pats played, the recipe is different, but it's sort of kind of, I'm going along with what Matthew said about you don't want to rely on Tannehill. And if the Bengals can get up early, like, I. I'm talking myself out of it already as mid conversation because I just I can see Derrick Henry I can see them scoring on every single drive because Derrick Henry can get 50 rushing yards on every single possession at least so yeah I guess it is kind of just what Henry we get but if if the Bengals if the Bengals make the most out of their offensive possessions then I think I think it'll be a great game and I hope it's a high scoring game um, but. I just defensively for both of these teams, I, I can see I can see the Titans defense kinda getting diced up, but I can also see the Bengals defense just getting just getting eaten up. So I don't know. I almost feel like it's just whatever team gives first. Alright, we need to go pick. Straight up. This is not against the spread. Who are you guys taking? I got Tennessee. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I I think Henry's going to be like 50%. And, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. I think that being able to play in that wild card round, I think, will help Cincinnati. And I think they'll play a better, more complete game. I think the Titans coming off a bye might not be 100% right away. 
Oh, I think I'm going to stick with Cincinnati. Um, yeah, Derrick Henry has not played in a while. I, this team hasn't played in a little while. Bengals are hot right now. Yeah. All right, Brandon, the lone wolf on this one. <clears throat> Saturday night on Fox, 5.15 Pacific time. Green Bay is six and a half point favorites at home against the 49ers. Brandon, why don't you start? Tell us what you guys need to do. What do the 49ers need to do to upset the Packers? Recipe's clear. You've done it before. You run the ball, play defense, um, keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Time of possession is going to be huge. Um, and I really do think we got a bracket Devontae Adams. Um, in week three, we ended, we stuck with playing one-on-one with him, and he ended up killing us. So, um, shut down Devontae, make Adams go – or make um, – Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else, and we got to run the ball. And right now, it stacks up well. Packers are not that great at run defense, and the biggest thing we can do on defense is double Devontae and get pressure with the front four. Um, Aaron Rodgers' stats uh, versus the pressure and not pressure are drastically different this year. So, What is the status on Bosa and Warner? You said you talked about Warner earlier. Bosa practiced today, didn't do any contact stuff, but he was running and everything, so he's going to be fine. He'll yeah. play. And then Fred was at full practice today. So there you go. And Jimmy G's got a sprained shoulder. Which <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Of practice, he's throwing the ball everywhere. So. Also, I forgot to mention this because I told you guys. Oh, I almost knocked over my water. I told you guys this when we were watching the Monday night game. But Jalen Hurts showing up in a boot in the post-game press conference is hilarious. It's a veteran move to be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Really hurt. I've been hurt all season, actually. So uh, yeah, there was some reports like, oh, he had a boot because of an ankle injury from like week six or something like that. I was like, okay, like <laughs> he's been playing since then. Uh, I just want to see a quarterback show up with like glasses one time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like a James two point. Yeah. Can't wait to get LASIK this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> I took that big hit, lost one of my contacts on the field. I, yeah, anyway, I agree, totally agree with Brandon. I think that if you're the Packers, the biggest thing they can do is get ahead early. Uh, you know, unlike the Rams, I think they're they're a team that, if given the opportunity to take control of the game, that is how they will win. But, you know, if the Niners, you know, you want to play that game of not giving Aaron, you know, he has to be perfect on his opportunities. And the way they played last time... You know, Aaron, literally every drive at the end, you know, they executed time and time again, and literally one thing goes wrong, the Niners win that game. You know, and that's exactly the way they want to play. Yeah, I don't have anything new to add, so I'm not going to bore our listeners with just going back and saying the same thing. I think, I don't know, I'm going to go to Eli. Eli, you get to pick this game first. If I'm, spread is Niners no-brainer for me, because I think this game will be close, but I... (laughs) You can go ahead and go first, or who you're taking straight up. I I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I th- I think straight up. I think I'm gonna take the Packers, but I'm definitely taking the Niners against the spread. I don't know. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, no one's gonna blame you for picking the Packers. So, uh, I'll go Green Bay. <laughs> 
Brandon, Brandon's filling in the picks, and I thought he was going to put in Niners for all of us, because he, he put it in for Jack, <laughs> was, and I'm like, oh, Niners, 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 I was typing mine, and it would, like, switch to someone else's, and I was like, this is so awkward. <laughs> I'll, I'll be cheering for the Niners, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Niners, because uh, I actually do think they can win this game, and I really, I hate the Packers. It's gonna, It's really weird for me to root for the Niners two weeks in a row. I just, I've been telling people it, it, it was so weird. Me and Eli had to leave early, so we were watching the game in the car, and there was some play. I think I think it was when the Niners got a first down or something late in the game, and I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I was like, "I don't think I've ever cheered that hard for the 49ers in my life before." Sure. But yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> I'm going with them again. I I I love this matchup for them. I think the only matchup I don't like for you guys, Brandon, is the Buccaneers. Yep. So I was last looking at the next game. I was like, what would have happened? And I'm looking at the Rams. And I'm like, well, that's we know what happens when the Niners and the Rams play. Uh, I, I, I like the matchup against the Packers, and I hate Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going I'm going Niners. Well, you know who I'm picking. But, you know, there's a recipe. If we can get to it, I think we're going to be just fine. If you're right, if Matthew's right. If we get out of it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be Jimmy G's hands and zero-degree weather. and. <laughs> But, you know, I read the day Jimmy D played at East Illinois, so apparently it was zero degrees multiple times. Oh, well, he's and a so bro. He's, he's used to it. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. Be fine. So, you know, different. That eases all my nerves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that weather in Green Bay is going to be tough. But It's funny, I'll say it again. I mean, he gets a chance to prove that he's the guy. And while time and time again we've said that, he doesn't really prove he's the guy, but he doesn't lose. <laughs> So I guess, I guess it works. I don't know. I said the same thing last week. I was like, well, he gets to sit, if he's the guy, he'll win this game. And he didn't have a good game, but they won. So I don't know. What if he throws a pick in this game, I think we lose. I think that's it's going to be really hard for you guys I mean, to win. I think it's a dead certain. If he throws yeah. a pick, I think we're done. If he throws a pick in our territory, for sure we're done. I, I think there's a chance Jair plays. Yeah. They, they're they're going to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna be healthy. We'll yeah, hopefully, we get buzzed up. If we don't get buzzed, I'll switch my. Pick, <laughs> no, I will too. Yeah, nothing for we sure. can do about that. All right, Rams at the Bucks is the other NFC game. It's noon Pacific Sunday on NBC. I don't know why they switch up the times for us. We we have we have this the games at the same time all season, and then on. There's got to be an award show or something. Sunday. Yeah, the it's divisional game they bump them up early for some. I don't know why. It's weird, but. Noon Pacific, so one o'clock our time. Tampa Bay is three point favorites. What does each team need to do to win? Uh, Brandon, you can start on this one. Man, Rams got to throw the ball. I mean, I understand that last week it was run, run, run. Only let Stafford throw it seventeen times. But when you look at Tampa Bay, their run defense is excellent. It's super good. Um, and their weakness is those corners. And I think that the Rams have a strength at, at wide receiver. And Matthew Stafford, I think, is capable. So. I think if they can start out hot and throw this ball around the yard, I think this this game's going to get really interesting. Yeah, I honestly... I was really impressed with the Rams when they played the Cardinals. And granted, the Cardinals were kind of all out of sorts, but um, I wasn't... I was low on the Cardinals, but I wasn't really too much higher on the Rams. When I watched them, I was really impressed, especially because they won without, like, just a hyper-targeting cup. And, like, they ran the ball a lot, but... He threw to uh, he threw to Beckham. Stafford threw to Beckham quite a bit, which was really promising to show that they can throw the ball successfully without their whole entire like 
passing offense go through Cooper Cup. And so I think that's a good sign for them going into this game is that if Stafford can kind of sling it, you know, and not just to one guy every single time, if he can kind of spread the love and then open up the defense a little bit more and then still get a few good runs here and there, um, I think I think the Rams will match up all right against the Bucs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the Rams defensively, they got to get after Tom. Yeah, that's been the recipe. Yeah, the Saints are amazing at it. I don't know why. But, <laughs> I mean, if you can get after Tom, especially with their limited weapons receiving-wise, I mean, that's how you win these games. And they're so talented that it's like it's hard to believe they won't be able to do that. And that's what, I mean, they've matched up, you know, Rams beat them 34-24, and they got after him. They had three sacks. The uh, Buccaneers at the time went like six for 13 on third down, and that's the recipe to winning this game is being able to get Tom off the field and limit them to field goals because the Rams have enough talent. They're going to get the ball plenty of times, you know, be explosive, I think. It's just kind of whether they play into the Buccaneers' strengths or whether they can kind of take the reins and make it a shootout. Because I think if they do, I think they have the firepower to win a game like mm-hmm. that. But you have to get after Tom, and if you let him sit back there and pick you apart, you know, they're balanced enough with their run game that you know they're going to make it happen. And I think that's my only fear is that the Rams and Stafford will make mistakes, take big sacks, turn the ball over, and when that happens, you're not beating Tom Brady. Yeah, I've, I've talked myself in circles in this game. The minute I think I'm taking the Rams, I remember that all of last year we told ourselves and I told myself, do not bet against Tom Brady. You do not bet against Tom Brady. And time and time again, I talked myself out of betting on Tom Brady. I bet against him. The, the, my case for the Rams to win is that, yeah, we mentioned the limited receiving weapons. I feel like Ramsey on Evans is kind of a given even if they have all their weapons and that's a lot harder of a task for Tom Brady to his go-to receiver is now Gronk and Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller I mean I, that that scares me for, for sure but it's Tom Brady and I, I don't know I, I I said so many times last year I was I was I, I, I think I picked against Tom Brady every single game until they got to the Super Bowl and then I said, from now on, I will not bet against Tom Brady. And here we are, and I want to bet against Tom Brady, so I'm going to smack myself. I literally just went on to our, on our pool and picked the Rams. I'm going back. I'm changing it to the Buccaneers because I said don't bet against Tom Brady. So I'm not – I'm going with the Buccaneers because I'm not betting against Tom Brady. That's it. That's all I got. I agree. I'm going to go Bucks as well. I'm going to go Rams. <laughs> Tristan Wirfs is a game time decision. That's um, if he doesn't play. I saw what they had to offer after him, and true. I think Von Miller, Aaron Donald are gonna eat that up. So. True. Yeah. That was the thing for me because, like Matthew said, if they can get to Tom, it's gonna be tough. If Tom's under pressure and Evans is locked up with Ramsey the whole time, it's gonna be very hard for them to succeed in this game. And yeah, it sounded like uh, Wirfs still might not play, even though Jensen finished out the game. After, like, he came off the field with an injury and went back out, he still hasn't practiced yet either, which it sounds like if he was able to finish the game, they're probably just they're probably just being extra cautious with him. He'll, he'll but, play. Um, Worth, they actually don't know, so yeah, that's huge. That's it's a right tackle. That's where Von Miller's gonna be flying at. Yeah, so and I watched 72 get his butt whooped oh, <laughs> play after play, so yeah, he got 
you just get manhandled. Um, <clears throat> I'm going with the Rams. I, I actually, I was pretty pleased with them when they played. I, I think I only watched the first half, but I thought they looked really good against the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I think they'll capitalize. They should have four net back, though. And depending on the worst news coming out this week, my pick is subject to change. Because I do think that if worse is playing and they get Fournette back, I, I could see them running the ball and controlling this game, like old-fashioned Tom Brady style. So, my pick is subject to change. But <laughs> right now, I'm going Rams. With the health on both sides, Rams. Alright, the big one. Some may say these two teams are the best two teams in football right now and we get it as a divisional game. People are talking. Buffalo at Kansas City, 3.30 Pacific time. That's, again, such a weird time, but that's where we are. 3.30 Pacific time, Sunday on CBS. I was telling you guys, I was saying to the boys before we started the pod, it's very clear that the NFL thinks... Actually, I don't even know if it's the NFL that determines who the broadcasters are. I don't know how that all works, but Romo and Nance have gotten the two best games two weeks in a row. So, take that for whatever you will, but... The TV, the Joe NFL Buck is not happy about it. No, <laughs> no, Troy Aikman. You mean yes? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah Troy. Whoever, whoever was saying both of them couch. probably. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's one of the funniest. A lot of people like the call in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Little silent shot. Kansas City's favored by two points. I, I think that's what home field advantage is. Any like what they say home field advantage is now in gambling. So essentially, these two teams are even. Which they should be. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo's coming off their best game of the season, one of the best offensive games of all time. Kansas City has been arguably the best team in football since, like, week 12 or 13, whenever we were the lowest on them. Anthony, they're back, okay? They're just they're so, so <laughs> back, and they've been back. I don't know, boys. What does each team need to do to win? It's This feels like whoever has the ball last type of game, or whatever – defense figures out how to get a turnover. I mean, I if Buffalo can run the ball like they've been, if, I mean, Jarek McKinnon comes out of nowhere for the Chiefs and is all of a sudden a contributor for them, if that continues, if they can, that's what it seems is like, can both teams use their running backs effectively on offense <laughs> yeah. and which defense can get a stop or a turnover. I don't, that's, that's really all it is to me. Pretty much it. Firepower coming to firepower is... It's going to be whoever's the ball last pretty much. I can't wait for this game. Yeah. I hope it's a... I, I feel like I'm getting my hopes too high up for this game and one of these teams is going to come out. And and that's the thing. I don't know who. Because like, I could see both teams... I don't see the Bills blowing the Chiefs out, but I could see the Chiefs blowing the Bills out. I don't know why. I feel the same. I think it's just because it's the Chiefs, right? I mean, we've yeah. seen it. I mean, it happened last year. It's because it's been this way for like three years. Yeah. I'm going KC. The reason why is because I heard Colin Coward say today, no team has beat the Chiefs twice in the same season. And earlier this year, the Bills got them. That's insane. I do not think that they're going to be able to get them a second time. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Chiefs as well. I I really I love Buffalo, and I'm rooting for Buffalo. <laughs> I really am. I'm rooting for Buffalo, but 
Eli has to go Buffalo. You have to. Go Buffalo. <laughs> well, I'm going Buffalo. Okay. I, but when you the stat that you gave, I just hate that you said that because when you say that, it makes me think there's no way the Bills win this game. <laughs> well, so I, I'm like, I, I kind of remember that game. I know the the Bills. It was were, before the Chiefs because I remember the Bills defense just dominated. The Chiefs like, had four turnovers in that game. Yeah, yeah, sure. and like the Bills didn't blitz once. They literally just had four in line every time. Yeah, and they, they were getting home almost every time. Like it was. Wasn't it a Sunday night game too? I think so. And it was. It was really boring. Like yeah. they blew. It, it yeah. was. It, I was thirty-eight to twenty. It's back when the Chiefs' offensive line was booty. Oh yeah, it was. That was like the story of the game. Mahomes Doxon Knox three for one twenty and a touchdown. Yeah. Mahomes was their leading rusher with eight carries for sixty-one yards. Leading rusher in both of those. Thing he, he Daryl Williams had five carries. Clyde had seven for thirteen. Daryl was five for twenty-seven. Mahomes was the leading rusher. Two much different teams now. Yeah. I mean, look at the Bills rushing. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jo- Zach Moss. And- Should be a good one. Matthew? <sighs> I'm going to go Bills. I think... Uh, I Looking at both of these teams, for me, it's picking whatever team I think is more hot. I think the Bills are more hot. I think if they can stay balanced, they have the talent to beat the Chiefs. I think they're... The Chiefs really have to rely on you know three pieces on offense, and I don't know. I think the Bills this might be this might be the year for them to get over the hump of you know losing the divisional, getting to the you know AFC Championship, and laying an egg. Ugh, I think this might I think this might be it. I'm going Bills. I the Chiefs they're by they're not a one dimensional offense. Like I'm not trying to say that at all, but with now that the Bills have shown that they, like, Singletary had, like, 80-something rushing yards, and you know Josh Allen's a threat in his feet. Like, he has designed run plays, and he can scramble pretty well, and he just has an incredible arm. Like, the Chiefs' defense, their hands their hands are full. They've got a lot of receiving options to watch. Now they have to worry about maybe trying to stop a run game, and Josh Allen is just, he's just a yeah. incredible dual threat. So I just... I should just like the Bills. Songs. I hope it, I just hope this game lives up the hype because it'd yeah, be. So I I really want to see it. Uh, really quickly, I kind of forgot about this. I posted a, what rule change would you make in sports if you could on our Instagram story? Um, I don't know if you guys saw any of the responses, but did you guys have any you wanted to bring up? We had a couple like <laughs> overtime overtime obviously. rules. Yeah, the yeah, NFL changing the college. The NFL wants that one. There was one I didn't agree with. Um, here, while you're, while you're looking for it, I think we've mentioned this before. Yeah. I hate the fumble touchback rule. Yes. I always bring that one up. Yes. I think if you fumble in the end zone, the other team should get the ball at where you fumbled. You should yeah. fumble in the end zone, and then the other team gets the ball at 20. I always yeah. thought that never made any sense. Because sometimes you're diving to the pylon, you lose the ball, and then it's like, oh, not only do you not get the touchdown, you don't get the ball. They get the ball at 20. Like, yeah, what? I agree. What? How does that make any sense? So, yeah, that's my... Goaltending that was yeah. classic. <laughs> I don't know what that one. I, I'm I'm hoping that did not mean get rid of goaltending because that is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. The helmet tap. Yeah. The um. Oh, yeah. Like basically, if you hit the quarterback in the head. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, cool. I liked <laughs> Bunky had Bunky said kickoffs from the thirty oh, yard yeah. line. So move kickoffs ten <laughs> yards back, and if you kick, if the kicker can kick it, kick a field goal, basically. They get one point. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like you just get these the kickers just become jacked and take like 
30-yard running starts at it and just k- try to kick it as h- hard as they can. So Imagine, like, you don't, you're like, we don't need an onside kick. We're only down one. And our kicker's just automatic from <laughs> 80 yards. Let's just have him kick off. Who needs to play the game? Just have kickoffs. If it goes kickoff, <laughs> then he's yeah. back and forth. The one I didn't like was NFL clock stops when chains move. That was your little brother. That's funny. Well, yeah, I don't like it. I think that it's good in college because they are kids and they're not as mature and it kind of gives them time to think. I would, I would, yeah. I, as I always put it, in the NFL, these are grown men. These quarterbacks are the best in the world. Like they don't need the clock to stop and mm-hmm. the chains move. They're already going. Like they're just moving. They're boom, 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 boom. boom. Mm-hmm. I think it, I like kind of what you're saying. It separates the good quarterbacks from the bad or the mm-hmm. good, well coached teams. Like that, that too. How that too. prepared are you? How many? plays can you call on the huddle at the same time and yeah. remember I don't know yeah I, that's a good point I haven't really thought of it like that this one isn't really a rule because I think a rule change because I think it already technically is the rule but one thing that makes me mad is when there's a play that like could be a fumble and they call it dead you know like yeah. let yeah. a fumble like yeah. especially like well the maybe they try passes. to do that they keep saying that they want to do that yeah but there, there's plenty of times where it's like, you can, like, real time, you're like, there's a chance it's a fumble, but they call it dead. And, yeah. and then if they look back at it, even if it is a fumble, it's like, well, they just ruined the whole play. But Yeah, those are tough. All right, anything else? That's about it. All right, rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house.